Chi Chat by Chi Chart. Chi Chat by Chi Chat. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today we are joined by B, the host of Blurred Lines, which is a sexuality podcast. Bane's a relationship coach. He works with couples on their marriages and their relationships. He works with them intimately as well. And he's here on Chi Chat today. Tell us a little bit about your life philosophy and what you're up to in your podcast, Bane. So as a life philosophy, it's about communication openness approaching everything from a stoic perception or perspective so very much having a look at the situation it is and not forming judgment based off my preconceived lenses more on this is either good or bad depending on how I approach it true I mean so much of where we arrive at with judgment comes from epigenetics and it comes from our conditioning so basically our judgments you know, they're not very objective, are they? They're not. And we're very good at taking our personal lenses and then applying that to the situation. You know, when it mm. comes to marriages, quite interestingly, a lot of marriages get stuck because of a person's personal fear or their insecurities, not based off the actual situation itself. So, and that's where we find that there's a lot of hiccups. So, when jealousy comes into play, it's got nothing to do with your partner doing something wrong. It's about how you've taken something historically, then apply that lens to what they're doing and then making them feel like they've done something wrong. Are you talking about projection? Projection is a good way to put it. You project your insecurities upon them. I understand But it's understanding that for yourself. So from a stoic point of view, it's my partner's done something. I take a moment to step back and look at it and go, well, this is the situation. What would it look like from their point of view? And have yeah. they done wrong? So yeah. that's sort of my life philosophy at yeah. the moment is trying to have a look at everything that I do and question, not negatively question, but just have a look at the, the reasons behind it and what's the good and bad side of it. So it's sort of like a circuit breaker. Because like, do you find that like when somebody protects something like that, that it's sort of it's self-manifestation where they get it back from a transference point of view? Because often when I struggle with my relationship with my partner, it's that if I'm projecting whatever space I'm operating in, whether it's anger, fear, or whatever it might be, that I just find that that escalates in that moment. And it, ha- it does. And, and how do you how do you deal with sort of? I mean, I get that you. Is is it a conversation process that you go through? First or? of all, can I just say you two guys are so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're talking about yes, feelings. of course. Because yeah, I yeah, recognise yeah. that I need help. They're so enlightened. It's, it's yeah, all about, it's like right. communication is a massive part, but psychology is huge. And what we try and do, we try and prescribe to one small part of psychology where it's such a broad faculty, such a broad topic. And if you have a look at when you've got your insecurity or if you've got your fear or your emotions to go with it, A branch of psychology would have a look at saying that what is it that you're trying to project or what's the situation that you're trying to have an outcome for to reinforce that. So if it is, for instance, you're insecure because, you know, you've never been loved in the past for whatever. So you want to prove to the world and prove to yourself that you're not worth loving. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your fear, your anger, your everything else, project it onto your partner, make sure that they don't love you in in return. And then if you can go, you see... I was right. Because they validate that belief about yourself. Very simple, right? And if you can take that away and you go, well, hang on a second, that is a past thing or I don't need to prove that or whatever the story is, you can then have a look at all these emotions, all these lenses, all these bits and pieces, review the optics about it and go, well, hang on a second. That's, they're doing that out of love. That's some huge unpacking, Bane. Oh, there's a box just... (laughs) 
huge. And the other thing is you've obviously learned, and this is great, to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. When, huge, yes, yeah. when did you learn this, you know, because this is not something <laughs> that men are actually trained okay, in, that's you know, from a pretty, well, it is, but I'm just saying this is For something sure. from okay. a very young age, they've yeah. been conditioned to behave in a certain way. And it's very, you know, like women are, you know, expected that they show their feelings, they cry, but boys are being told, don't cry, toughen up. Mm. Third of no, no. Um, <laughs> We're going so, back to a specific, specific yeah, day. Specific day. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's over years and years and years of reading. I was from the same era where you you know you toughen up as a male, all the rest. But through learning about the arts, so philosophy is huge for me. Understanding philosophy and where we've been through, because nothing under the sun is new. Nothing is new. Bain always talks That's about true. this. He said, if people knew history. Yeah. They would be so much smarter because everything's well, just History happening repeats. again. Yeah. It is yeah. cyclical and you can it, see that in the Chinese astrology. You can see it with everything. energy. Everything. So there's nothing new under the sun. What do you wish people knew more of, Bane? What annoys you about people not looking at history? Well, that's a massive question. Pinpointing the biggest part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think understanding why we are where we are right now. So there's, there's many... F- facets to it between philosophy understanding economics understanding medical history understanding the difference between asian arts and western arts and middle eastern arts having a look at the whole range of stuff so it's very very difficult to get to a certain thing yeah because there is so much to it and they all kind of converge they do interestingly two of my um heroes my current heroes are yuval noah harari he's a historian an israeli historian and Michael Sandel is a political philosopher. They two, the brains are just as huge. And those two bring up some very, very interesting topics that once you have a look at morality, which is all Michael Sandel's side of the world, so justice and morality and stuff, and you understand the philosophy behind politics and mentality on how we got here, and then you have a look at the history on where we came from and how we got to where we are now, you'd realize that nothing that we do is new. All the arguments we're having about, for instance, between communism and capitalism, being done and dusted. And the reason why we are here right now with capitalism is because we tried all these things and they didn't work. So here we now. So how do we fix this one to make it better to move forward? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to drag us back to historical points and go, well, the 1800s were so much better. They weren't. You know? So <laughs> It's, it's understanding that. So, I mean, to find a singular point or singular topic, it's very, very difficult. Download your personalised lifestyle planning app today from the App Store and go with your Chi Flow. Chi Chart, the personalised lifestyle planning app. What made you decide to go into this line of work where you're really wanting to help couples in their relationships yeah. and to improve them? And also the passion behind Blurred Lines. Yeah, so... Blurred Lines itself, as Mel was saying earlier, is a sex-related topic podcast. It's all about t- breaking down stigma and taboo. It's something that everybody does. Yeah, the you got to listen to it, especially it. the uh, episode with the doctor on. Uh, oh, on that. Yeah, uh, I don't even Can know. You tell me. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we should that, talk. Should we say have a listen? It? Have a listen. Okay, have a listen. it'll right. come up. Okay. Um, but <laughs> so, okay, think of yeah. um, something like uh, a hose does. <laughs> for females oh, at the end of it yeah, yeah. that's so, a, the best episode yeah. and the fetish episode is pretty good pretty too, good too yeah. it's, it's a deep dive put it that way very much <laughs> but the beauty about the podcast is it takes things that you know the birds do bees do it monkeys do it we do it and 
puts those topics into the fore. If you never get given an instruction on how to do stuff through life, you kind of just bump into things and then figure it out and then nobody talks about it, but everybody <laughs> complains about it and all the rest of it. Yeah. We're trying with bird lines, we're trying to take that whole idea of saying, actually what you thought was a fetish, which was very weird, everybody does it. Everybody has one. So you're demystifying it. Yeah. Demystifying a lot. We're having Fascinating. Talk, yeah, breaking down things like sexual transmitted infections. And the reality behind them and what seems very taboo, it's not actually that taboo. We just got to talk about it. And once you understand that so much of the population has this or there's things that we can do to prevent X, Y, Z, then it makes it so much easier as a topic to talk about. And it's difficult to have the different age groups talk about things to the different generations. Your grandparents won't say things to you and they won't say things to the children. But then when the kids go to consent lessons at school or sexual ed at school, the first one to complain is the parent, the grandparent. They're not teaching it right. So if we can try and help that process and eventually branch into that, talk to couples, talk to workplaces, mm-hmm. talk to schools and break down those stigmas, we would like, as Lauren and I, would have a better world around those topics. Knowledge is power too. Particularly with sex these days, with it so prevalent on the internet and what the kids are exposed 100%. to these days. I mean, if we don't get around this education, this just, just we've got a problem. Of course. We're the guys standing on the platform. The trains left weeks ago, and now we're bitching about the fact the trains left. Mm. You know, and saying, oh, it's the wrong colour. You know, that's great. You've got an opinion. That's awesome. It's not valid because the train's gone. <laughs> so, so true. <laughs> we, we need to get onto this right yeah. now. It is, yeah. it is pervasive through everything that we do. It's happening younger and younger. I had breakfast at a cafe. A few months ago and the girls beside me were talking about the taste of condoms and then i realized after having a chat to a friend of mine they're 13. Mm. so if you're not getting on top of the topic now you need to and the other thing is with obviously like porn on the internet these days it's not like the old days everything is just the sensationalist stuff is just so normalized but yet there's no education around it none at all and so that's dangerous it, in and of itself it right? is yeah. and Without being too judgmental, the people teaching the children, there was a show on TV a while ago where they spoke about sex and then the person who was had the biggest opinion was the Christian woman's rights person on the back corner. And you're going, that's great, but what do you know about it? I've never seen a sex educator or a sex worker going into a school talking about the right to consent or welfare and health of children around sex except they get a teacher who's got no background in that industry now talking about it. 100%. It's like getting the milkman to go and fight a lawsuit, having not been to law school. Exactly. So my desire and Lauren's desire is that we take this side and then educate others with it from our perspective. So, And then people approach a subject from a place of fear as to whether it's right or wrong. 100%. And now we've got a problem. Correct. What do you see Correct. as the biggest relationship hurdles that people are having or is that it? Is that that they're not... Communication. They're projecting. Communication, communication yeah. 100%. Everything gets solved by talking. Mm. And coming from a place of compassion, yeah. place of understanding, not telling them how they should think. No judgment. Yes. Let yeah. them explain. So, mm. you know, good psychologist friend of mine says, your journey is my journey. Irrespective of how he thinks, it's the client's or the patient's journey is his journey. So he will do what he can do in the, with all the knowledge that he has for the best outcome for the client. Mm. So in a relationship, if your partner has an issue, don't throw on those rose-colored glasses or the purple ones that says, I've got fear, and now you go, yep, thank you for telling me that. 
but this is now how you should think. It's going, all right, well, I understand that and I empathize with that. Let's have a look at why you're doing that. Mm. Mm. I may not be able to fix it. I can get somebody in or we can go to, you know, go to a professional and have a talk about Mm. it. I had a relationship recently where the guy said, it's our jobs to fix each other. (laughs) And, you know, being 40 odd, I just was like, no, no, no. No one's touching me. <laughs> like, I mean, you can touch me, but you're not going to, like, <laughs> yeah, sway how I am. And that's what he said. Oh, you know, in relationships, it's people, people's jobs to, like, fix each other oh, and make no. them better. No. And I that's, just. That's your responsibility. Yeah. But that's the response. So the word, I hate the word normalize oh. because normalization means that it's okay to talk to somebody about your deepest problems. Well, it's okay to talk about mental health. It's not the other person's job to fix it. That's yeah. the job of a psychologist. Yeah, true. You, you don't go mm. and say to yourself, well, you know, I'm going to talk to the mukbang because I've got an issue in court. I've normalized talking about my court issues. So now my mukbang goes, oh, it's my job to fix it in court. Yeah. Deliver the milk, buddy. Mm. Go to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Let's be open about topics and then normalize, if you will, have the discussions with the professionals and leave professional discussions with professionals, not your partner. You can set that context. Oh, 100%. Of, of, of making sure that your values around the context of that discussion. You know, one of the best experiences that I had in my relationship with with him was to actually go and see a, a psychologist on basically how I showed up in the relationship with her. And it, we yeah. did a couple of joint sessions and then we did a couple of individual, individual sessions. sessions yeah. And she told me I leave stuff in the cupboard. I mean, I work all the time trying to pull stuff out of the cupboard so it's on the table so that I can acknowledge it and actually move forward with it. I love the fact that you are doing what you're doing. And I reckon hats off to you for getting out there and putting it out there. It's unbelievable. And people do say these days that, you know, you've got your personal trainer and all of that. You probably should have some sort of relationship coach. You're in this relationship for however long, you know, keep it healthy. Well, we get coached as kids in our sport, but we enter into our adult lives and we don't go and get the golf instruction or the snow skiing instruction no, or whatever it no is in idea. passion. And as Bain says about, you know, especially even in our generations growing up, there wasn't massive talk about, you know, people's sex life and all that sort of stuff. It's just wasn't on the table. It's it's quite an... And it's a huge part of your life, It right? is. It's amusing because as an adult, you tell the kids, oh, you act like you know everything. We know everything. We're not going to see the coach. We're not going to go and see... You know, you get your car serviced if there's an issue. Hmm. But we don't go to a psychologist which manages the most important part of the brain. We don't go to a relationship coach because for whatever reason, but that is the biggest part of our life is relationships. But it could even be you, you might not even think you got an issue because I didn't think I had an issue. But ironically enough, what came out and what got <clears throat> unpacked during that session was that there was just so much to it. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's, it's so even when your car's running, you still take it to the mechanic to get it tuned because that's about tuning it. It's not, you don't wait for it to break you down. Don't wait. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. So right. many people do. And, that's, you, we don't and take it can be brain. too late then, right? Yeah, well, you don't take your brain for a 50,000 service. You don't take it for a 40,000 service. Even if you go to a psychologist and goes, you know what, you're tip top, nothing wrong with you. You go, thank you. Moving on with all. Oh, I was hoping for that. I did You love it. You love it. And however, they said your engine's missing. 
I thought I was in a Ferrari. I was driving a Mini. <laughs> he was wearing the Flintstones car with his, using his feet. <laughs> I had nothing. Oh, my goodness. Um, Let's chat Chi. Join our closed Facebook group for free engagement daily at Chi Chat. Let's yeah. look at B's chart. How's it looking? This is all Very about interesting, George. you know. So you are in the perfect line of work for you. Yep. You have a lot of metal in your chart, and I was sharing that with Grant this morning, that a lot of metal, a lot of water in your chart can often mean that you're very horny. So it doesn't mean you're necessarily horny, but the line of work that you're in... What do you know? Well, <laughs> I would say if I just saw that chart and I hadn't had a chance to chat to you, I might think you're a really horny guy. Lots She's of water. She's so funny. She, lots of water, you know, lots of metal. I'm dating this guy and Lisa's done the chart. Lisa's like, oh, he's a tart. <laughs> I actually told him, I'm like, Lisa says, you're a bit of a tart. <laughs> so it's all out on the table here on Chat, it, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So, yeah, basically you like metal. That is your flow. You can be dominant and you can also have a, let's say, we would call it a rival chart, mm-hmm. right? So you can switch between. You can also follow water. So last year with the rat, you would have had an interaction with your house's spouse, probably second half of the year, mm-hmm. which may have indicated a relationship. It may have indicated, you know, difficulties in a relationship. Okay. So you can follow water and you can follow metal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So both of those really actually um, say that your industry is actually really perfectly suited to you communication and then the whole thing about sex and helping people understand that that is a natural fit for you perfect sounds good you found your fit yeah that's it so from about 33 you entered oh sorry you're in 38 now but i was going to ask you between 33 and 38 did you have a lot of dramas? A lot of stuff happened in those years, mm. that's for sure. He's had a big fig- life, so it's really <laughs> well, there's a bit of drama yes, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded a, like a bit of drama with that pause. There's yeah. a configuration a on, yeah. Yeah, it, where you've got a dragon and a horse, where mm-hmm. you call it rags to riches or up and down. It can just mean that, you know, so when I say dramas, they could have been great dramas, you know, but it, conversely it could have been, you know, fairly full-on sort of stuff. That so what does so rag great. to riches mean? Because that's Well, we just call it rags to riches formation when you get, um, you know, let's say dragon and um, horse together or um, rabbit and goat um, and there's a few others as well that just basically say, you know, this period – Perhaps if you were going to go into business, you might go, oh, maybe I'll choose really great dates or I'll just really make sure that I, you know, dot my I's, cross my T's, be extra careful because it could be a period where things are going to go crazy. Yeah. So you're currently in water luck and, yeah, that's um, pretty much output for you. Like you're really busy. It sounds like you're very busy at the moment. Yep. And this year with the ox, you actually have a dominant metal. So this year you're really coming into your own. I don't know. Does That's that good. sound about right? Sounds good fun. <laughs> I'm up so, for it. So you're working hard, but you're actually... He's quite easy going yeah, I can for see his that. dominance, <laughs> considering the dominance. And, and actually you've got a commanding pillar on your day, which means you're actually, you know, you're a very strong character. So I'd like to ask you, how was 2018 for you? Because... What we've been taught is that when another commanding pillar comes along, and they're also called Fei Kong, which is 
even the ghosts are scared of people with these day pillars. Mm-hmm. But when you have two together, it's very lucky. So Grant has a commanding pillar on his day. And in 2018, there was a commanding pillar, which is the, um, Grant's day pillar, which is the young earth dog. So how was it? 2018. Relationship? Did somebody, you know, knock your socks off? Were you successful? You know, did something happen out of the blue? So four years ago or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I was seized at that point. Was that the same year for me? Yeah, I had a terrible year. That's when I sold my house and had that record sale for the suburb. Yeah, nice. It was an unbe- unbelievable process. Yeah. And, but everything aligned. We had the, the day that we chose for, for, for starting the auction campaign, the signing of the contract and everything. So mm. Beautiful. there could have been something significant like that. Yeah, I can't know. remember. Not really, no. no. Some, okay, well, some interesting things happen at year, but I can't really talk about those ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. So I've taken a little um, snippet out of the um, <laughs> Four Pillars of Destiny by yep. my teacher, Master Jin Pei, and it's called Understanding the 60 Personalities. So this is kind of like a translation from an old Chinese book. Mm-hmm. And it goes like this. The pig and rat welcome the dragon refers to individuals born on this day who have a high threshold of tolerance and endurance. They are not discouraged when encountering problems and find helpful individuals easily. However, they need to be aware that a moment of pleasure and satisfaction can lead to a long period of pain and suffering. It's very true. (laughs) Those who are born on this day are talented and conscientious. Being idealistic and forward-looking, they help others do their best. Being compassionate, they respect the authority of others. They are realistic about their success and do not burn bridges. Good at self-reflection, that sounds very true. Mm -hmm. They enjoy good reputation. In favourable periods, they are dignified, quick-witted and impress others with their skills and ability to shoulder responsibility. As their mind and heart are in the right place, they enjoy success. They can do well in business. Sounds good. There's a little bit more there, so you can have a read of that later. I'll let you take away, take yeah, it away. Sure. And Christian Barnard was has the same day pillow. He's a South African nice. yeah, <laughs> cardiac surgeon who you would know. Yeah, he's a pretty amazing human. That's there cool. You go. So you are in good company. B from Blurred Lines. Make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for being on the show. Like us? Give us a five-star energy rating wherever you listen. Chi Chat by Chi Chart.